Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast with me, Summer Ruder. This week we have a topic that is kind of triggering, so I do want to kind of throw it out there to any women or even men who may have been through a traumatic event with birth. I am going to be talking about my birthing story. Um, and it it might trigger you. So if it does trigger you, if you're still dealing with stuff, I would just recommend not listening to this week's podcast and coming back next week because I would hate to put anyone in that situation and make you go through or relive things and have a panic attack because I just might do that this podcast. No. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, so I hope you guys had a fantastic week. My week has been pretty calm. I know last podcast we talked about me and our trip and the wedding and how beautiful it was and this week is complete opposite. It's probably going to be a little chaotic. (laughs) Um, And like I said, it could be triggering to some people, so I just want to throw that out there. There's a trigger warning. Turn the podcast off now if you have any um, birth trauma. Even if it's been years, it could still trigger you. So I just want to throw it out there. But this podcast, I kind of want to hit the topic on my birth trauma, my personal experience. Um, Everyone's stories are always different and there are some good birth stories. There are some bad birth stories. It's just a part of the birthing process. And I had kind of both. I have three kids. So my first birth with River was obviously it was the first birth. You don't have any clue. You go into that like labor delivery room and you're like, I don't know what to do. And you know, your legs are up in the air and you just kind of go with the flow of things. And I think that's exactly what I did. I just went with the flow. I was like, all right, whatever you got to do, just do. This is my first time. Um, And it was a fairly good, it was a natural delivery and he was a big baby. He was eight pounds. So he was big and I was only like 90 pounds before I delivered him. So, I mean, I gained weight obviously during pregnancy, but um, he was a big baby for me. So had him um, I ended up hemorrhaging after, I think it was due to a tear. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, had to have a blood transfusion and felt really off for like weeks after the birth. Like I just did not feel good. I felt really crappy. Um, and I called my doctors multiple times after I was like, Hey, is this normal? Like it was my first delivery. I didn't know. So yeah, that was the first delivery, but it was fine. Um, didn't have any postpartum depression or anxiety or anything like that. Um, then my second baby, Arrow, he was via C-section because he was breached. He didn't want to turn. Stubborn, stubborn kid. Um, but yeah, it was actually like my best birth. Crazy, right? Um, had him, delivered him via C-section, and I literally walked out of that hospital. I kid you not. Like a day and a half to two days after his delivery. And... I felt like the C-section was nothing and I don't, I've know I've heard that like first C-sections sometimes can be super easy and some are like really bad, but mine was like really easy. 
it was it was good it was a good birth story like i tell everybody that all the time and they're like i have to have a c-section i'm like don't panic it's fine like it was actually really easy um and then my third was where all of the postpartum trauma and depression anxiety all arised so that's kind of what we're going to talk about right now um and that was my beautiful daughter meadow i would do it all over again let me just start with that i would live through all of that 10 times over again just because she is a total diva but she is like the most sweet little thing while being sour she's like a sour patch kid literally but yeah so I'll go into um, her birthing, birthing story right now and hopefully I don't have a panic attack I haven't had one in a really long time but obviously I was diagnosed with PTSD and I'm still like growing every day. So I can't guarantee you that I won't. (laughs) So just hang in there with me if I do. But I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be fine. So yeah, my daughter, I was 37 weeks pregnant when I was, when I found out that I had to go deliver her, um, went in for a routine checkup. You know, when you go in, you just like go into the doctors. At that point I had gestational diabetes. So the appointments were a little bit different at that time. Like you would go in and you would have to get hooked up to these monitors to make sure that the baby wasn't under any stress. Um, it was just different than like a normal birthing thing. There's birds in the back. I hope that isn't distracting any of you guys. Hopefully it's tranquil. Um, so yeah, I went into my 37 week checkup and I had been having contractions, what I thought were Braxton Hicks. I didn't think that they were real contractions. I do have a really high pain tolerance. So with all due respect, I just thought, okay, this is just like a normal, like your body's prepping. But at that time, the doctor had said once a C-section, always a C-section and things always change. I feel like sometimes they're like, hey, yeah, you can do like a natural delivery. And then like the next time it's like, nope, no natural delivery. You know, it's, it changes. But at that point, my doctor had advised me that like, you had a C-section before, so you're going to have a C-section again. Completely fine because my C-section before was perfect. So I was like, yeah, good. Like, I'm totally, totally game for that. Fine. So anyways, checking me, um, making sure that I was okay. And I had a huge contraction, a couple actually, while I was hooked up to the machine. And the nurse actually came in and she's like, are you feeling okay? And I was like, I'm feeling fine. I mean, I think I'm having some practice contractions but like other than that I'm perfectly fine and she's like well these are like really big and I was like oh so she's like we'll just let the doctor like determine you know what what's gonna happen so doctor came in she was like let's just see if you're dilated because these are definitely big um and yeah I was dilated I was like five centimeters dilated I was really dilated um and she's like hospital you go and I was like oh okay My husband was not with me at that doctor's appointment. And I remember her telling me, make sure you don't go home, like go straight, you know, to the hospital. And I was like, okay, well, no, any of you who know me, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to like go home. I only lived 15 minutes from, you know, everything. So I was like, it's fine. It's what's 15 minutes going to do. And it, it really didn't make a difference anyways. I wasn't like in pain or anything. So I left, I drove straight home, called my husband, said, hey, get the bags. My mom's coming to get the kids. We got to go to the hospital. We're having a baby today. 
and he was so shocked. He was like, what? And like, and I'm like, I know I don't do, but like, we got to do it. So came home. My mom got the boys and we left, went straight to the hospital and they started prepping me for the C-section. And as they were prepping me, I started having like pretty heavy contractions and I was like, wow, yeah, this is definitely happening. Um, you might want to like start to take me back to the surgery room like fast because I feel like this is progressing really fast. And the nurse is like, yeah, definitely. If you're having contractions a lot, we're definitely going to want to like take you back immediately. So that's what they did. They did it really fast. Got me back. We did the C-section. It was fantastic. Everything was perfect. Um, exactly what I knew it was going to be because the first one, right? Um, we had a beautiful, healthy baby girl. I'm so happy she was healthy. And then I went to recovery and I got to hold my baby. And you know, anybody who has had children, when you hold your baby, it is like the best thing in the entire world. So I was holding her. It was great. I was living in just a different world, my little world. And then they moved me over to my room that I would stay in out of recovery. And the second I got in there, I met my nurse, super nice lady. And she's like, I'm going to check you before I leave because, you know, it's a little bit before they come back. So she was just checking to make sure that my incision was good and everything was great. And that is when she noticed that something was wrong. And I remember her saying, I'm going to call the doctor and some other people in here. And I was like, cool, do your thing. Um, yeah. The next thing I know, there was like 15 nurses coming into the room and I'm like, what is happening? But I was like, it's fine. Just do what you got to do. But about 15 different nurses were in there and that's when the doctor came and she's like, look, I don't want to freak you out, but you are having a postpartum hemorrhage. So I didn't really know what that was. Like, let's just be honest. I really didn't know what that was. And I feel like they don't really tell you a lot of times before birth, like what a postpartum hemorrhage is. That's something that they don't really like give you like education on per se, probably because I don't want to scare you, but I had no idea. So I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I guess this is something new in the birthing, my birthing, you know, story that I'm going to have to figure out. So she started injecting me with a hundred different medications, I feel like, um, and they were doing a million different things. Then a heart doctor came in and he's like, we need to hook you up to this EKG monitor. They were monitoring my heart rate, just doing a million different things at one time. Um, nothing was really working and I feel like it took forever, but I know it wasn't forever. Um, until she was like, look, we have to do this an emergency procedure right now or we're going to end up having to take you back to surgery. I was like, do it. Like, I don't want to go to surgery, whatever you have to do. Keep in mind, I had a fresh wound. A C-section is, you know, it's real surgery. They cut you open deep. And I, I, I mean, I was just cut open and my stomach was stapled back together basically to not be super graphic. Um, and she's like, you know, this is going to be kind of painful, just a heads up. And I was like, honestly, just do whatever you have to do. I'm totally cool. Little did I know what she was going to do. Um, to be less graphic, she basically was pressing on my fresh wound and um, having to go inside, I'll just say, to massage my uterus to try to get the bleeding to stop. Um, that went on for, I don't know, maybe like five minutes. I don't, I don't know. Time to me was kind of like a blur, 
But finally, after all the medications, doing all this stuff, um, the bleeding did go under control and she got it under control and I didn't have to go to surgery, thankfully. And I was very sore. She, I remember, said, I'm going to give you some pain medication, some pretty strong pain medication because you are going to be feeling this. Um, and yeah, that, that was it. And then they decided that I needed to be moved back to labor and delivery, which is kind of like the ICU of like labor and delivery hospitals, um, just so I could have a little bit more care than what I would on the other floor. So we moved back and it was probably smart that I was moved back because probably an hour after I was moved back, I started noticing that I was swelling crazy. Like I look like a huge giant blueberry. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, do I look swollen to you? Or is this just like something that I'm like thinking? And he's like, no, yeah, you, you look swollen. And my mom at that point had come back to the hospital because she knew everything that was going on. And she was like, you're definitely swelling. And I told the nurses, but obviously I'd just been through so much that they were like, it's probably just from everything you just went through. And so we just kind of blew it off. And around seven o'clock that night, probably four hours after my hemorrhage, the nurse that came in and she's like, I'm going to give your baby a bath because she hadn't had a bath yet. And I was like, cool, that's great. Um, and I started to feel kind of off and I think she kind of knew because she was looking at the monitors like, mm, something's not right. So she asked me to turn over onto my side and I did. And then she started to go give my daughter a bath. We'll prep her for it. And that's when my whole entire body started to go like numb and I started to feel super tingly and just not right. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, something is not right. I don't feel right. Um, can you get the nurse? I just really don't feel like I'm okay. He told the nurse, she came over and then the monitor started to like beep, 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 like crazy. And I was like, what is that? And my husband looked at me, our eyes are like wide open, like what's happening? And she's like, gave my daughter back to my husband and said, I'm going to have to call for some nurse, some nurses and the doctor again. And I was like, okay, great. Again. And I don't know if you've ever been in a hospital, but when they call for like emergency help per se, um, it's like, it's almost like a fire alarm sound or it's like all open hands or, um, not open hands, but like something like that. All people who can help, please come to blah, 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 blah. So everybody came back in. The heart doctor came back in. He was doing an EKG. My heart rate, I kid you not, was like, 190 I want to say it, it skyrocketed from just like a normal resting heart rate to crazy um they were doing a bunch of different things trying to figure out what was going on with me some thought I was having a panic attack some thought it was anxiety um some thought I was having a heart attack some thought I was you name it it was just like crazy and they gave me some more medications and then I don't really remember everything it started to get blurry there. Um, I know that I did end up falling asleep at some point and waking back up with a nurse at my side. And she was the sweetest nurse. And she said, I, I'm here. You know, you're okay. You're going to be fine. And of course, at that point, I was like, am I really going to be okay, though? Like, lady, like, I'm going through so much. Like, I just don't know who to trust anymore. But um, yeah, she was like, you're going to be okay. And I 
I was okay. I never really got any definite answers on what happened after I left the hospital. I went and got like my hospital records, obviously, to get like some answers, but there was not like a definite answer of, oh, this is what happened to you. It was very like vague. And after I think was worse than, I mean, it wasn't worse than the hospital because it, it was a lot. And I stayed in the hospital for literally five to seven days, I think, um, recovering. And I think they were just too scared to send me home, to be honest. But it, it was very traumatic. And when I left, I had anxiety attacks, panic attacks. Um, I started to have postpartum depression setting in. You name it. And I obviously developed developed um, PTSD. But it was a lot of work. It took me a really long time. Like, I don't want to sit here and sugarcoat it for people. Sugarcoat it. Cut it. What? Sugarcoat it for people because it takes your body a long time to like recoup from something like that. And when it's that traumatic, like it takes you a long time. And I'll be honest, it took me like four years, five years before I kind of got a grasp on things. I just didn't feel right. I felt off a lot. And I was going to therapy. Let me tell you, I was going to therapy like once a week for a really long time. And then I was still doing different things. And, you know, a lot of it didn't help, but then a lot of it did help. And looking back now, I just wish that I would have told myself like, yes, you're going through this like really, really traumatic thing, but you will come out of it on top and you will be okay. Because it was dark for me for a really long time. I was sad. Um, I cried daily. Uh, I did have suicidal thoughts a lot more than anybody knows. I didn't really want to be a burden on my family. I didn't want to be a burden on my husband because let me just tell you, he was amazing through everything and he stuck by my side when he probably shouldn't have. Um, He was just amazing and I had three beautiful children. But in that moment, you know, you're not thinking about those things. And I just, I remember having really dark times. I remember being in the shower and just taking a normal shower and crying and bawling my eyes out. And at the same time, like looking at my razor and thinking like, if I just cut in the right spot, I will end all of this which is so dumb. But I mean, you're in that moment, you're not thinking. And I remember being in my closet and crying in my closet and my husband not knowing like how sad I was and just thinking like, how can I end my life so that way I'm not feeling these things because they were really intense. I was very sad. Um, My friends really didn't know because one, like I said, I didn't want to be a burden. Like I didn't want to tell people like I'm feeling these crazy things and I didn't understand them anyways. So like why burden somebody else? But when we talk about these super important and really touchy subjects on like women, men, anybody who's contemplating suicide, I think if you kind of lived that way before or you had those thoughts before you can understand and like relate a little bit better but if you haven't like it's really hard to grasp it and I totally understand that because before I had all this stuff happen I had no idea like why people felt the way they felt I was like oh you know just be happy it's not that easy though like it's not 
Um, and it takes time. It takes a lot of healing. And you as a person have to go through your healing. Like nobody can heal anything for you. You have to do it on your own. And like I said, it, it's, it's a time process. Like I know a lot of people are like, hey, you know, Summer, you're going to be fine in like a year. You're going to look back on this and be like, why were you acting like that way? And I thought, yeah, I definitely will be like, I had such like high hopes for that, but that wasn't reality. Um, not even a little bit. Like I said, it took me a while and a lot of my friends had babies after that, which they didn't understand. And it's not their fault at all. Like it, it, it triggered me every time I saw my friends having babies, I was so triggered because it sent me back to like that place and that time. And while I wanted to be so happy for them and I was happy for them, I had this immense fear of like, are they going to make it out of this birth alive? Like, are they going to be okay? Is the baby going to be okay? Like my brain just kind of went to a really dark place and I was there for a while and I wanted to be so happy for my friends. And I hope that I didn't come off like not happy or like not supportive because that's like the last thing I wanted to do. But let me just apologize to anybody that I may have acted like towards, you know, even if I kind of knew you and I'm didn't like seem super happy about you having a baby. It wasn't because I wasn't happy for you. It was that I was feeling this crazy amount of fear. And I don't want to tell you that, you know, you never want to say that, but life is crazy and there's tons of ups and downs. And looking back now, I'm happy where I'm at. Am I fully healed? No. And I know now in my healing journey that I'm never going to be normal per se. I mean, I'm normal, but I'm never going to be 100% um, back to the way that I was before this happened. And I just have to kind of learn to cope and live with it. Coping mechanisms, that's one of the reasons why I took my psychology courses is it's it's crazy. Like there's so many and you kind of have to figure out what works for you. Um, that's what I did. I had to learn like, okay, this is not working for me at all, but this is working for me. And here I am. My daughter's going to have her sixth birthday this year and I'm so happy. She's just beautiful. And like I said, I do it all over again, but I just now feel like I am coming out of that dark tunnel. I will say that a lot of it was because of God. God is what, um, healed me. He took me from such a dark time I said I wasn't going to cry. He took me from such a dark time and kind of healed my soul. He made me whole again. Um, And my husband, such an amazing man um, to stick by me in such a dark time because it was not easy. It wasn't easy for me, but I also know it wasn't easy for him or for my kids, you know you go through a lot and the ups and downs are a lot and it takes a toll on other people as well. And while you are going through something, they're kind of living through it at the same time, just in a different light. Um, I'm just so thankful that they stayed by my side and I'm so thankful to be alive. While I had such guilt, um, not necessarily guilt. I think that's the wrong word. While I had such I don't want to use the word hate either, but I definitely had a lot of anger towards God at first. Um, I kind of put the blame, like, why would you let this happen to me? 
why would you let me go through something so awful like this and then let me be so down in the dumps and like sad but it's not at the end of the day if you realize it and the closer you get to god you realize this it's not god that does the bad things you know that's the devil and he's trying to trick you into thinking like yeah god's doing this he's like not on your side no he is on your side you know you devil are trying to trick somebody and make them think that this is what he's doing but god doesn't want to do anything like he doesn't want to hurt you he wants you to thrive and succeed and once you realize that i think it kind of like opened your eyes like oh okay um i was actually having a conversation with my husband earlier today about a completely different topic but just talking about god and how people can kind of stir away from that in a way because they kind of put blame and stuff um and i said that the day that i was sitting inside of the closet like I can look back now and picture myself being so sad and so down and crying in that closet alone, just wondering, like, how do I end all this? But I can picture Jesus holding me, like, kind of like in a father type way, like, you know, I love you, I'm here, and me crying, not paying any attention, and seeing the devil in front of me laughing because the devil knows, like, this is what he wants, and he wants to win. He wants you to kill yourself. He wants you to you know, harm yourself, do bad things. Um, anything you can do to get yourself away from God, he wants you to do it. And I just wish that old me would have like noticed that I was being hugged and loved instead of like giving into that sadness. You can't go back. You can only go forward, but I'm trying to give you guys some advice because who knows, maybe somebody feels the way that I did back then and I do want you to know that it does get better and I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it does get better like now or even in a year because that's not true like it's not it's on your own time unfortunately but you will you just have to hang in there keep your faith and know that it does get better um there's always light on the other side of the tunnel guys come on there is and you will always come out on the other side as long as you keep your faith and you keep, you know, doing the things that you got to do to keep pushing forward. Postpartum is hard. It does not define who you are and it's not who you're going to be forever. You may have the struggles, um, like me, to where you continue to have issues even after you come out of the postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, and you have the PTSD, but the PTSD doesn't define you either. You are still who you are. You are just struggling with something else on the inside that others may not understand, but speaking out about it and talking about it kind of gives them a glimpse into what you're feeling. And just having that faith and knowing that you're not alone, you're never alone. And if you're sad, speak about it, talk about it, you know, Give your worries to God. Let him carry those onto his shoulders because that is what he's told us to do. And just just breathe. Even when you don't want to breathe and you feel like you can't take another step or another breath, you can. You can do anything you put your mind to and you can do anything with that man up there. I promise you. Um that was my birth story. And while it wasn't very pretty, I'm sorry. And it wasn't all happy and butterflies. I just, I wanted you guys to know 
you know, what I kind of went through. And now maybe you'll understand on other podcasts why I am the way I am. I don't know. Maybe you won't. (laughs) But don't be scared to have babies either because you can have really good births, okay? My birth is not just like how it's always going to be because it's not. Like I said, I had a great birth before that. So um, that's not how it will always be. So don't, don't worry about that. It's not, it's going to go great for you. (laughs) And if it doesn't, and it plays out like mine, guess what? I'm, it's fine. I'm proof. Like you just, you go with the flow and you let the doctors do what they have to do and you will be okay. Just, just be thankful that you have the things you have now, because as you see in one second, your whole world can be like upside down and you're like, wait, what? I was not expecting this. Like what's happening? Like why? Um, sometimes it's not for you to understand right at that moment either. It's a, it's a life lesson that you have to learn. So that way you can continue on and teach somebody else in the future. So even though this is really dark and it's a really hard time, you will learn eventually, even if it's a year or two years down the road, hey, I had to go through this so that way I could help somebody else. And then in a sense, it's kind of worth it. I'm going to leave it at that, guys. I thank you for listening to another week's of podcast, week of podcast. And I hope you'll come back next week to have a different topic. And I hope you have a fabulous week being thankful, being happy, and knowing that you're never alone. And hey, if you ever need to talk, you could always reach out to me. If you're sad, call somebody. Don't let yourself get into that spot where you feel like you're so alone. Call somebody because there is always somebody who will talk to you and who will give you that light and that shining sun that you need in that moment. You are never, ever alone. I love all of you. Thank you for listening and I will talk soon. Have a great night, day, morning. Bye.